When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hello, welcome back to happy class. This is week 37, and I'm very happy to report that my full draft of my capstone literature review was turned in last week. This is a big project, and initially I'd given myself six to eight weeks to work on it, and then I remembered that I really like to just get things done. I had a week that the kids were in school, I had the first week of summer where my husband was out of town and I could kind of create my own schedule, and I had some friends come down for a capstone working day. It just felt like the right thing to do to spend as much time as I could afford on it, in the front end, kind of front load the project and turn it in before I leave town for the summer. And and I want to enjoy summer vacation unburdened by the threat of this project needing to be finished. I tend to be really good at focusing and working on a deep project with the right amount of time and space given. So if I can give myself three to four hours of uninterrupted work time, I can kind of dig deep and get in the flow, synthesize the research, understand what's happening, write coherently, and then emerge with like a big chunk finished. So I ended up turning in about 38 pages of research. My advisor was out of town for two weeks, so she came home to an inbox full of words from me. I'm excited to get them back. I'll do some revisions over the next week. And meanwhile, she's working on the research that I already sent. I have been starting on the actual book proposal. So if you're new or you don't know what I'm talking about, my capstone project is the final research paper for my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program. It can take many different forms. Some of my classmates are doing empirical research, either surveys or like data-driven research, and then compiling that. I know some of them are intending to go on to publish these results in academic journals. Others of us are doing strictly a research paper, just, you know, pages and pages of 
review of an idea, pulling together different research to sort of support a hypothesis. Mine is the literature review for a book proposal on everyday creativity. So I've done lots of research around the benefits of everyday creativity, and then I'm including as an appendix the, the beginning of a book proposal. For a nonfiction book, a book proposal includes an overview of the book, some comparable titles, uh, the, the actual table of contents and like chapter summaries of the intended book, but it doesn't include a full manuscript. So I'm going ahead and doing the, the beginning of a proposal will probably be 10 to 15 pages long of why I want to write the book, who the intended audience is, what are books sort of like it that show how it looks in the marketplace. For the final proposal, I will need to have a marketing plan and some sample chapters. But those are things that my advisor said I don't need to include for the appendix piece. So now that I've got the the bulk of the actual research out of the way, I'm leaning into the more creative writing piece. It feels a lot more comfortable to me. I've been a creative writer for my whole life. I've written 1,500 blog posts and, I, and you know, a, a book a couple years ago. And so being able to just write and share experiences and some per- personal insights has felt really fun, <laughs> really like relieving. Uh, and so that's what I'm working on this week. One thing that struck me as I'm working on this overview, kind of the why this book matters, why it feels interesting to write, why I think that it has a place in the market, has been going back through some of my own life experiences around everyday creativity and trying to pull out things that are interesting, stories that make sense, but are not too specific to me that could be like applied more generally. Basically, I'm mining my own experience for how everyday creativity has been impactful in my life. And it's interesting to do that as someone who identifies as a creative person. The book is hopefully going to impact people who don't necessarily identify as creative people and help to inspire and, and invite that identity, invite some creative confidence and Uh, introduce people to what it is to have a creative mindset, even if you're not an artist or a musician. I've always felt like I was creative. I've always had creative endeavors. I've always identified as creative and had creative confidence. And so there's a little bit of a tension for me in mining my experience and explaining, you know, telling stories and explaining how creativity has been beneficial for me, while at the same time proposing how it could be beneficial for everyone. Some of my favorite pieces of research that support this idea are articles that talk about how priming someone with simply instructing them to think creatively or to exercise creativity in the task that they're about to complete increases people's creative output. So simply by inviting people to quote unquote be creative Even someone who might not identify as creative, when they hear that, it almost gives them permission to think outside the box and to take something beyond what's obvious into what might be more innovative. If we can be motivated creatively by something as simple as a suggestion or invitation to be creative, that also feels like it could be universalized across a population with 
a book that invites people into everyday creativity, explains what creativity is on like a brain level, neuroscience level, and how creativity infuses different parts of our lives, how it isn't limited to the arts and humanities, but how it shows up in the kitchen when we substitute a recipe ingredient, how it looks when we're thinking of a new solution for a problem that our our kids are having getting to school on time, when we are establishing uh, the games we want to play at a family reunion. Every time we come up with something new or interesting or we deviate from the norm in some way in order to create a more original lifestyle that's everyday creativity now it may not affect anyone but us the process of learning and developing and changing something might only be an internal process and it still is beneficial if we even draw a picture and hang it on the wall of our home and the only people who ever see it are our friends and family. But it invites some sort of joy or happiness or interest within that group. That is everyday creativity. We've been so conditioned to think of creatives as the people whose names we know. They're in our textbooks, they're on the news, and yet all of us can be creative have the potential for creativity. And most of us are exercising it regularly without labeling it as such. The intention of this potential future nonfiction book about everyday creativity is awareness, invitation, and also some fun exercises to apply some creative exercises to our everyday lives. So this is where I am with my capstone. My literature review is complete. I'm waiting for revisions. My book proposal is in process. I'm hoping to finish up a draft of it by this weekend. And hopefully before July begins and I go out of town, I will have my whole capstone finished and turned in. And I will sort of dust off my life, (laughs) what's left of it after a year of this graduate school adventure and enjoy some time reconnecting with my family. We're going to the beach a couple different times. We're preparing our house to leave with house sitters while we explore Costa Rica for a month in July and August. It's been a long time since I had a big chunk of free time and I'm doing my best to not autofill it with projects and hobbies and to-dos. I'm learning to be okay just sitting and reading and chatting and not having like a big overarching something that I'm working on. It's going to be a little bit of a gear shift after this very, very full year of running my business, taking care of my family, and also having sort of an ongoing list of homework, reading assignments, research, calls, things that I'm doing turning in the capstone is sort of like a big sigh of relief. And I think there will be that moment where it feels like, what am I supposed to do now with all of this time that was filled up with school? I'm really excited to see what emerges. I want to allow myself some space for quiet and for my intuition to sort of direct me towards what's next. 
I definitely, I've mentioned this a few times on the show, even in Happy Class, the series, this sort of feeling of uh, limbo or transition that I'm not quite finished with the thing that I am doing now, but it will finish soon, and, I, and I'm not exactly sure what life looks like beyond it. This summer, I think, will be a great time for me to create some space to answer some of those questions and to see what comes up. That's all I've got for you today. If you are in a graduate program yourself, know that at some point you get to this point where you're near the end and you feel like, okay, we're almost there. And what what am I going to do with this? What do I do next? And I think it's okay. I'm going to give my, myself and you permission to, to know that it's okay to not know exactly what that looks like. And things are going to work out. Take some deep breaths and enjoy the breaks as they come. And I'll chat with you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.